What's going on, friends and fam? Thank you guys so much for joining Every Day of Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. <clears throat> hey, guys. Another great day. Another great interview. I'm excited for my next guest. She is an Army veteran that served her country proud and continues to help veterans through her passion to help those in need. Through the fight series, she speaks out about mental health crisis within the veteran community. However, besides being an author, she is also a medical lab tech, a mother of three, and helps run a Longhorn Ranch and snake farm with her husband. Let's meet Betsy Ross. Hello. What's going Finally. on, Betsy? Welcome in there. Hey, I'm glad to have you on. So uh, let's yes. get to know Betsy Ross. And that name right there, it just sounds like a, like a, I don't know. When I hear that name, it just sounds like one of those like superstar names, Betsy Ross. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like that name. Um, but yeah. anyways, let's get to know about Betsy Ross. What made you uh, join the army and you weren't ready to be a Marine yet, but uh, you know, no. what? <laughs> all right. So tell us about Betsy. Well, I, so much in that. Um, well, I was actually an Air Force brat. So the my whole family was sort of very military focused, if you will. But Army just seemed to fit me more. So I was the rebel, black sheep in the family. And uh, I don't know. I was going to a junior college for my geology degree. And I felt like, you know what? This probably isn't for me. I want to see if I can do more. Because I never thought I'd join the military. Because my parents always talked about it. I'm like, but I'll never... I didn't, I was just, I guess I was too afraid, but when I got to college, I started getting more fit and like, okay, maybe I can pass the PT test and whatnot. But, um, but my time in the army though was very short lived and I felt like I could have done more. So I think that kind of had something to do with me, um, creating the fight series, trying to stay sort of kind of in the loop with the veterans and whatnot. But I, I saw a lot, I got to meet a lot of people and even as I got out, I realized that there's kind of a lot of issues with the veteran community that I know I'm not alone in what I had faced. Um, yeah, we have VA and whatnot, but it just didn't seem enough. And then even after I got out, I think it was like a month after I got out, one of my friends committed suicide. And then it was three months after that, another friend committed suicide. So it's just like, I wanted to scream, but yet I didn't have anyone to contact. My chain of command was done with me. I didn't really have friends. I didn't have veterans to contact. And so it was, it was just really rough. And so I've always wanted to be a writer and the fight series kind of, it really wrote itself. It kind of just came to me and I went with it and through it, I've met a lot of veterans such as yourself. And it's been, it's been quite a journey. Absolutely. That's awesome. Now let's back up just a little bit and we'll kind of get, into the, the the fight series book but um initially what got you to actually i mean you know you graduated high school and you went in uh the army right away or uh what year did you join and all that stuff i actually joined in 2010 officially but i was doing more or less research pro uh, back in 2009 because I, I was in a junior college i was okay. i did go to college um but I told them I was at least going to finish. I, I don't like to leave things hanging like partial degree. I wanted to at least complete the actual degree and see if I can get more fit and see what I can do uh, mentally because I had that future soldier training. So I was a part of that even uh, during the whole process. But uh, but yeah, I think it was it was just 
a whole bunch of things really, but the army just seemed more fitting for me. I did look into the air force and the Marines, but I don't know. It was just something spoke to me and said, you just have to owe army. So I did. What was your uh, job when you went in? I, I was ammunition specialist. Oh, see. Okay. Right. Yeah. The armory. Pretty much. <laughs> so the civilians, the civilians got all the fun side of it though in garrison. Cause I guess we weren't allowed. I guess they didn't trust us on the state side. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure there's a couple people out there may have, uh, you know, did uh, a couple things. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. You know, I think, uh, it, it's fair to say at each branch, uh, there's a high level of, uh, you know, messing around and, and all that stuff that gets us a little bit in trouble. <laughs> Unfortunately. And then it makes it hard for the, you know, the next, the next ones that come in. Cause then all of a sudden they can't do nothing no more because of all of us screwed it up for them. <laughs> exactly. I ended up just being like a truck driver. I was like, okay, I guess I can do this too. Yeah. Motor T you get in the motor T world. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. In the support world. That's, I mean, I was in supply, so uh, we were, in, in the Marine Corps, we were, uh, when we deployed, we were with Motor T, all the support elements and stuff like that. Yeah, Very pretty familiar. much. And I even had to learn how to go drive the 7 ton and all the Humvees and all that stuff. Yes, yes. And someone tell you to go find the keys to a Humvee, which there's no keys to a Humvee, but, you know, when you first get in there. I hated It's one of the games. ones that gets you real hard. <laughs> yes, I hated those games. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of games, especially in the Marine Corps. I mean, my I gosh. Can't <laughs> yeah. They made they made games out of games, you know what I mean? Like everything yes. was a game, I think, you know, when we did field days, it was a game, countdowns and you know, go back and do it again. You weren't fast enough, you know. Yes. A lot of that. Yeah, no fun, right? So what uh you know, what it made you end up getting out early? Is is that something you want to talk about? Don't talk about? <laughs> I can. I'm, I'm actually pretty open about most things. Uh, I was actually chaptered out because I was injured. I have, I'm actually not actually, uh, actually diagnosed yet, but um, I do have some sort of nerve injury from working out off duty, but my unit was trying to deploy to Afghanistan. And so they chaptered me out so they can get able bodies in. So I feel like I kind of got cut, but I, at the time it was a very dark time for me anyway. And so, cause I had a lot else going on as well, plus being injured. And then my unit kind of treated me differently afterwards. Mm -hmm. They thought I would yeah. guess I was faking it. So, um, I was limited. I was, uh, like physically of what I could do anyway. So I kind of just got shoved aside. Um, and, um, they basically just kicked me out. So I was like, fine, I guess I'll just accept to just be chaptered out and, it really did hurt. You feel, did you feel that you could keep, did you feel that like you could still do stuff? I mean, it just, or was it, you know, them kind of forcing you out because they wanted someone that could deploy. You probably weren't a deployable, but you could probably do stuff on the state side. Right. I mean, or were you just at a level of you, you were broke bad. I mean, and they had to kick you out. I was, I guess, somewhat combination of both because I really, at the time when the injury first occurred, I couldn't move my arm. Like mm. it was hard for me to even close because it was my left arm. So for me to even close my vehicle door, it was very difficult. I had to use reach uh. around, reach around. So it was, it was very bad at the time. At this point, 
I guess I'm just used to the pain. I can move my arm fine now. I still feel it, but I still feel pain 24 seven. But, um, but at the time I was having to put my arm in a sling and it was just really painful. And, um, but they didn't know what was wrong. VA denied me. They couldn't find anything. So, um, which nerves you can't just see on an x-ray or anything, but, um, uh, it was kind of a combination of a lot of things. Uh, I kind of just went with it cause they were just treating me like I was just a POS anyway. So yeah. I was, I was like, fine. Uh, even though the military was everything to me, I took it a little too seriously. I was very gung ho. I know you're not supposed to be, but I was because it meant everything to me. I'm a very passionate person and it gets me into trouble all the time. So, um, <laughs> I know. so I know. I know how it is. Yes. So even when I was injured, I still pushed myself and guess what? That got me more injured. And then all of a sudden I really couldn't move my arm. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, I can't prove this to you. You're not going to believe me no matter what I say. Um, you know, I wanted to believe this was a strong brotherhood or whatever. And I now I'm just a nobody. And so getting out again was just all the more painful, but no true does, hard feelings. So, but still it's, it's, it's kind of a, a dark time for me. I, I, I get it, you know, and, um, it's never easy, especially when you're set out to do something and you, and they cut you, they cut you short and you're like, Oh my gosh. And you want it in, you wanted to finish it out or, you know, who knows? Um, that is definitely a thing and I get it. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's a thing that goes down in the military. A lot of times when, when someone gets hurt, you, you, you could be a fucking star, a zero to a, you know, a, from a hero to a zero real quick when you get hurt and then it could set you off to the side because you're no good to them no more at this point in time. Like, oh, or they think either that you're just trying to get out of everything, you know? Yes. Oh, so-and-so is hurt. They don't want to fucking go on this hump. They don't want to have to go uh, do this exercise, whatever. I mean, those type of things are a thing. I mean, even in the Marine Corps, it's just one of those things that, oh, you know, the NCOs and all that, they start getting pissed off of, well, you know, pick up his shit because he can't do it, you know? Yeah. It's definitely yes. one of those things, and I get it. And so, I mean, how did you manage to? I know that you, you probably, when you got discharged, you mm -hmm. found yourself like, what the hell now, right? I mean, were you kind of like throwing your hands up, like, what do I do now? Or, you know, what was your. Where I you basically. Right then? <laughs> I felt like I was pretty much at a wall, but I, I felt like I could just go back to school. Maybe that'll help guide me a little bit, but ironically that I don't know if that was really a good choice or not at this point, I guess it really was. I do like to believe everything happens for a reason, but at the time though, when you go back, I mean, you're not fresh high school. So going back and then comparing it to the military, these kids are just complaining. They're not showing up on time. They're just complaining about politics because politics are strong in the universities and whatnot. So it was very hard, even just though I wasn't in very long, it was still very like, Y'all wouldn't survive basic training. I already know y'all wouldn't. Y'all <laughs> are freaking out about the most smallest things. And they were just complaining about the most craziness. And then with everything else, just I was facing at the time. It was, I was like, hey, this was not a good idea. And then, of course, I didn't have anywhere to live. I was living out of my truck. I was jumping mm -hmm. couch all the time. Uh, it took me like three months to find a job. And then that job ended up closing. The employer, my employer ended up uh 
uh, filing for bankruptcy and closing down a few months after that. So I was like, if there's a God, he is challenging me to no end. And I was struggling <laughs> so bad <laughs> and I'm nowhere near of, of, a post or any sort of military base really, except like two hours away. So it's like, um, I was so lost. And then of course, communicating with my family was like, no one understood me. They're like, why are you angry all the time? Why are you yelling at that person? Why are you just basically being an asshole? Like all the time to these people who are supposed to be nice or supposedly being nice to you. And it's like, my sanity felt like it was gone. Like I didn't want to be nice to anybody because no one, I felt like no one was being understanding to me. And that's another part I know where I really put into the fight series that, you know, it's, it's the small things. We don't always mean to come across as assholes, but it's like people are just putting things way out of perspective or just talking down to you. And then of course that word different. My, my sister had, as innocent as she is, she kept saying that I was different. And it was driving me insane that anytime someone even said the word, I was, it was like a trigger. I was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm different. Right. I know <laughs> we <Yeah>. got it. <laughs> so I was constantly battling myself of, yes, I'm different. I've lost my purpose. I failed the army. I was so gung ho. I almost cried when they hand me my, my dog tags. And now I, I failed that. Like, what can I do? right in this world it was just a battle constantly and then of course veterans were like well you didn't deploy you were not a infantry you were just a pogue you're a nobody you were a female you're fine whatever and it was just those stereotype things and i'm just like okay i'm not a strong badass whatever i don't care i failed the army i wouldn't have made the marines but don't you know at this point i was just like i am a nobody so who can i come to to say that i am a somebody what can i do and so I think I really put my heart into the fight series. Like, this is going to be my purpose. One way or another, I'm getting the word out that the veteran community sucks because even veterans hate me and I don't like it. So it was it was just a bunch of things that I knew I had to face with as well. So, um, yeah, it was it was definitely been a personal journey, but good has come of it. So I do, again, believe everything does happen for a reason, as odd as it may end up. But it's been fun. Well, I mean, you know, it's a good thing, though, that you're taking something and then you're turning it into a positive thing. You know, that's, there's other people cool. out there. There's a lot of people out there probably sitting in your seat, too, you know, that 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 they that their time got cut short and or and they got. You know, and then they feel like they've lost their purpose and like here you go, you you go from one type of environment and culture, which, you know, our mindsets are a little bit different than the, the kids in college. I mean, let's just kind of face it. Like, and you, you can definitely attest to that because you definitely went from one environment into another, another environment back into that environment again, but this time mm -hmm. with a different mindset than you had that first time. Um, but you know, it's like, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize it, when you go through a lot of things in the military and, and, and even more so when you go into a third world country, you come back and you really start looking at and evaluating and getting a little disgusted by it, like people's behaviors. You know, you're like, you're upset because you have bad Wi-Fi or your Wi-Fi is a little shoddy here. Hey. I grew up in a world that at first there was none of that. Then there was dial up. 
try try your patience on some you know and getting disconnected you know what i mean but these kids like i got kids like we go on a a a big trip to the beach you know and it's cost us a lot of money to do this wi-fi was not to one of the kids likings so that determined his trip it was a bad trip because of the wi-fi i'm like oh boy (laughs) You know how many kids wish they can come on this kind of a trip? You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's even happening with my own little ones. You know what I mean? But just in general, the way our culture is, we're so spoiled. And, and a lot of people don't realize how spoiled we are. You know, just to have electricity, just to have air, just to have carpet in your in your home or something, or mm-hmm. even or even a, a, a nice tile. You know what I mean? Like. Totally Some of these people are literally going to the restroom in a hole in the ground. You know what I mean? Um, but it's hard as is a veteran and, and we start looking at all these people. It's just really hard. It's hard for us, I think. And then you got to start setting yourself back and say, wait a second. They haven't been through or don't know what you know. So it's you got to kind of take a step yes. back sometimes as well and realize and, and and that's what it is. That's why some of these podcast shows and stuff like that are really good. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us to be transparent with and, and bridge a gap with the civ- civilians and people that never served. It's a great way for us to kind of bridge that gap and say, hey, we are humans, but why we think differently is because of A, B, and C. You know what I mean? And that can start helping the other population as well starting to educate them more on why is that guy such an asshole you know or why is he so you know black and white and there's no gray area um or something like that you know they can start to realize and start to see because some of us have been put in different positions in our in our life we have actually got removed from our comfort zones the place that we all were so comfort and we got put into discomfortable positions with other folks and then those are the people that we kind of have, you know, you know, for me, I've, I always, you know, go towards those kind of people and stuff nowadays, you know, and I've, I have the most in common and, and, and some of the best friendships, um, yep. because we think a lot and there's no, oh boy, did I just say something that's gonna <laughs> upset them? Or, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, it's getting, it's getting rough to be a social I'm a so, I'm a very socialist person. I mean, I like to go around and I mean, not socialist. Wow, well, I like to socialize. Is what I meant to say. I do. Yes, I do live in California, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I do like to be a socialized. I love to socialize with people. But now you got to almost walk around and make sure you know is this person going to get upset with me saying this? I mean, I don't. I really don't care because my intent is not to offend people. I don't go and say hi to you and, and uh, uh, you know, talk to you a certain way, you know, with the intent to offend you. So that's never my set out to do, you know. So if I do that, I'm, I, you know, I'm not even cognizant that I did that sometimes because I'm just not, that's not my intent. But the way that people receive things now, it's, it's rough. I agree. But let's talk more about... The, the the book and kind of the the what got you to write that book kind of take us through the series and and how it kind of you know drive us down that road 
Well, as far as starting it, it was kind of a combination of just what can I write about? Because I wanted to write something. And then I realized that there were a lot of things that people weren't talking about as far as PTSD and suicide thoughts and whatnot. Um, but Fight itself wasn't really meant to be a series. It was meant to just be the first book, um, which is only 97 pages. But I wrote it in such an emotionally intense way that to make readers, basically force readers to kind of see it from a veteran's perspective, because you get inside that character's head. It does jump around, but I do that to make each character more personable for the reader. Um, it's also short because of veterans. I wanted veterans to be able to read it because I wanted to connect with veterans, you know, uh, to connect them with one another, to to ensure that, you know, their pain is not their own. I mean, the VA may not help them, but there are other veterans that we can count on because we used to be able to depend on one another and you can't always depend on the system to be there for you. So again, I wanted to be able to communicate with veterans, with veterans, but also I started as I was writing, I was really wanting to ride that line of maybe families can learn from this. Families of veterans wanting to understand their veteran, why those changes, differences were taking place when they were coming home. Um, so fights really, I guess some people may see it as corny in some cases since as the series goes on, but it's because I was really trying to write, uh, ride that line of civilians understanding veterans, but also um, giving veterans hope again, being able to understand one another on deep levels, not saying all veterans do struggle. I know I had that in the beginning, not all veterans struggle. And <laughs> I understand this, but many don't, many feel like they don't have a voice that they're not heard. And so you get drug addictions, you get alcoholism, you get some living on the streets, you get some who just can't communicate. They don't understand how to voice their thoughts or anything. So it's, it really rides the line of giving hope. You're not alone. There are other people out there who are willing to help and getting families to communicate again, to actually understand and be open to not give up on their veteran. Their veteran just isn't able to communicate every thought they're having because sometimes anger is the first, I feel like anger is always the first emotion most people sense, pick up on, um, that really just comes out. Even if you just say good morning, it's like, it's the first lash out type emotion that wants to happen. So, and I think people, it scares people. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, fine. I don't, I'm not talking to you anymore. And that's kind of the wrong answer. It's the irony, I guess. I, the more I've written fight, it's, uh, psychology. I'm understanding a little more than I really care to. Now I'm like afraid of myself, but uh, I did learn a lot about myself. I learned about, it was like a self-therapeutic journey for myself. Um, but I realized that people, even when I first had the book out, I had a lot of veterans coming at me saying that PTSD shouldn't be talked about in this way, that it's uh, suicide is very dark topic that not all veterans are like this. Why are you portraying veterans in this way? And it's like, it wasn't meant to be that. I know very, very successful veterans or have their own businesses. They've, they're they very successful and whatnot. But um, I wanted to be the voice for those who didn't feel like they had anybody. Like myself, when I got out, I tried to communicate with veterans. They weren't listening to me. I tried to communicate with civilians. They were not understanding my dark humor, my, my, you know, my jargon that I was still using at the time. It was like they weren't getting it. And so 
it was like I lost myself. And so I'm like, I, there's no way I'm the only one feeling this way. And so I really put a lot of my own self into the story and hearing a lot of testimonies now, I feel like, okay, I wasn't really crazy after all. I was just in a very dark space of time in my mind where I was, I was just very alone and found out I wasn't alone. I just had to find the right people to get the word out. So, um, but now Fight 4 is done. Now I just got to wait that 72 hours that Amazon gives me before it's officially available. But Fight 4 is done. And that's pretty exciting. It's been a, it's a weird, golly, I did that in 2017. So it's been almost six years. Wow, that's amazing. Books. So now you added another one. Where, where are you going to stop at with it, with the series? It's Four was supposed to be the last Force. one. Okay. I've, yeah, I've, I've fought myself on it, but it was like four has to be the end because it would never end because it is realistic fiction. It's fiction, but it's written in a way where I feel like anyone would be able to relate to it. Um, I try to keep it as real as possible, which Look is another five star rating guys. Come on. So far. Yeah. I need more go. reviews. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Um, I need I'm definitely, more I know uh, my buddy Steiner just got uh, the series. So, I'm excited yes. to hear about it myself. I want to definitely get some myself too and check this out. I love it. Um, you know, it, it is a thing, you know, and I, I, I hate the fact that people don't want to talk about certain things. That's the problem. How can we learn from something we don't talk about? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because people aren't going to get educated. People aren't going to learn if we don't. They're going to learn by the the way you don't want them to learn. And that's the thing that I think we're trying to alleviate is, is and, you, and you're providing a tool and tools for others and saying, hey, like you're saying, we're not alone, guys. We're not, we're not crazy. Well, we're crazy, but we're crazy together. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And, and, and yes. it's okay to be crazy together. I think everybody in the world is crazy. I'm sorry. We all have a level of a, a degree of crazy. And, you know, and... Like I always say, like, yeah, like my wife's crazy, but her crazy is I'm willing to deal with, you know, and and she's willing to deal with my crazy, you know. So it, you got to find that person or those people that, I mean, and don't and there's, I promise you, there's group for everybody, and especially in the veteran world, I'm seeing now, especially uh, starting the podcast world, I've seen so many nonprofits so many different organizations and it fits for everybody there's yeah. hunting there's skateboarding there's uh book reading there's book clubs there's i mean there's all bike clubs there's all yeah. kinds of different things out there for everybody you know and and i think we all go through a period of shutting ourselves down and shutting our and turning ourselves off cuz i i know i did and, and I mean, you know, I've lost a lot of different relationships and all that stuff, you know, um, people not understanding, not getting it. And I'm still, I, I'm, I'm still not like want to, you know, go necessarily to everywhere, anywhere, everywhere type stuff. Um, but, you know, I think we all have that point. And I think that a lot of us are trying to tell you don't be there for long, man. You don't have to, you know, and, and, and 
the longer you can get out of it, the long, the more you're going to save relationships, save your health, save your, you know, just life in general, man. And we, you know, the other thing is, and I know this is cliche, but we're just never guaranteed tomorrow. You know, why live life and death? You know, live life for life, not live life in death, you know, because death is going to come and we're going to be dead longer than we are alive. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we got to make the most of it. And the, and the quicker that we can get ourselves out of these, our heads, it's our, it's, it's, a, it's, it's our, yeah. it's, it's our space. It's our space that we have to re- clear up, you know, and, and uh, the more cluttered it gets, the harder it gets to deal with things. Anything else that gets thrown in there is is even more of a travesty. Everything around you becomes a travesty. Every situation. Travesties that aren't travesties are happening yes. because of it. You know, it's just. And it's, you know, I think that it's fair to say as human beings, a lot of us all come from a story. Uh, not everybody came from a white picket fence. And I, I probably the majority of us didn't come from that white picket fence story. And and some of us have childhood traumas. And a, a lot of that stems to where we're at today because a lot of us just put it back there and we were always told, suck it up, don't talk about it, move on. And so there we are. At, and you hit a point in life where you're like, good Lord. <laughs> there's a lot of sheesh I didn't deal with that's in yes. and why am I leading going down the same path of a, 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 a behavior I didn't like but you know here I am repeating that pattern because you know and that's where it as a I think it's a generational responsibility for us to try to do better than the, the last generation right not carry on the same and, and try to get rid of some of the the bad stuff and try to make it better for the next generation and not carry on some of the generational trash that, that we just are taught that maybe we're misled to believe in or something. And then, you know, I just, we go through our life and then you start all of a sudden when you have that wake up, you're like, Oh my gosh, it's just like, I don't know. It, it's for me, it's been a big eye opener this past year for me. In so many different ways, with my faith, with my politics, with everything, um, just realizing, oh my gosh, I think I've been playing a game, a game of division, a game of hating my neighbor, hating them because they don't like this or they don't like or they're not for this or they're not that, you know. It's a dangerous world that I feel like we're starting to go on, but I hope that some of us can to put a pin on it and say, Hey guys, wake up. We need to, we need to love each other. We need to help one another. We need to encourage each other. Stop tearing each other down. Stop hating because someone's doing good. Why the hell do we not like when someone's doing good? You know what I mean? (laughs) I but let's get back more to the book and stuff. I mean, I know I went off on a tangent there, but it's, okay. it's just, you know, it, it, about talking that about this stuff, though, is, is just, it's super eye-opening, you know? I'm hoping so. I know it's a very, 
dark topic. I know no one wants to talk about it, but there is a story. It's not like I'm just saying, you know, depression, 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 suicide, suicide, suicide. Like there's a story. There are characters that are going through their own character process and thinking process and not saying everyone's going to think like this or do this. It's more of just like these things are going on in the veteran community. These thoughts are going on um, in the community, but it's not just for veterans. I mean, obviously PTSD, uh, depression, suicide is not just for veterans. So of course, if they're a civilian, they're reading the book, you're probably going to relate to some degree like, hey, I've had similar thoughts. Hey, that actually described an exact emotion I had. It's not just for veterans, but I do focus on veterans because that's just where my passion is. But mental health is, there's so many different perspectives of it, but with the fight mission, because I, it's, it's, it is more than just books. Fight is to help push people keep fighting the fight veterans unite who's who knows a vet better than a vet vets vets i have actually said this numerous times throughout anything i've posted just that when vets get together amazing things happen like it's oh, it's so yeah. crazy to watch I even just to way. watch it's right. like oh my god it's happening it's so, like <laughs> hero stock yes all of that yes. all these veteran yes. artists and everything coming together and I'm not even there. I'm going to miss it this year and it's driving me crazy, but it's, it's just like seeing all this happening as September was September 9th coming up. I already, I already know it's going to be amazing, but it's just like when you see good things, veterans coming together to help veterans or first responders, it's things get done. It's amazing. Help is there. Resources get there. Word gets out. We just have each other's back. And that brings back everything that I had loved about being in the, when I first got into the army was that, you know, you had that brotherhood, you had that, you know, you didn't really know everyone's backstory, but it was like, you knew they were a veteran and you had their back no matter what. And so like, even now I'll come across veterans, like I work in a hospital, but you know, first looking at them, you don't think they're a veteran, but when you do, it's like all of a sudden, it's like, I'd have your back. Like if anyone said anything bad about you, I'd be like, have your back, even though I don't really know you. I just know you like walking through the hall, but because they're a veteran, I've got you. Like I'd have your back no matter what. And I think that type of, I don't even know what to really call it. I guess they are like relationships, but just that community that we have, that mindset that we all share, maybe not the same branch or anything, but just that I don't know, similar quality. We all can all say that we served. And it's a com that camaraderie is, that we just is. have with one another. You yes. know, it, it doesn't even, once it comes, once you get out and you, and you, and you go from, you know, being an active duty into being a veteran, it's a different world. You know what I mean? Cause yes. now you, you, you're all together now as we're all in it together, you know, and we're all going through some shit. We're all battling the VA. We're all uh, <laughs> thinking everybody, you know, in the world right. is, you know, <laughs> doesn't appreciate nothing. You know, I mean, yes, but we all have that common ground, whether it doesn't matter what branch of service you, you are, you know, yeah. and uh, we could all just sit down and, and, and act like we've, you know, known each other forever. And that's what I yeah. love about it. You know, and, um, it, Yes, we still give each other crap, you know, especially Marines. We are, 
we might be a little bit into ourselves, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> <Just> a little bit, <laughs> you know, just a little, you know, we might be a little cocky. Um, but you know, for the most part, I think that when we all come together, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and if you're not finding that common ground, you know, you're still stuck in something. I don't, I, you know, and, and there is some negativity, unfortunately, as any community has its, mm-hmm. you know, bad people. Same thing with the veteran world. Uh, but yeah. we just, we weed those ones out, you know, and, and we just, there's no place for that kind of stuff. We don't need your negativity. We don't need your teardowns. We're building up here. This is the build up phase. You know, we all got tore down in boot camps, you know, and, and, and built prop, you know, but now we're veterans and it's a build up community. This is no more tearing down. We need people to be freaking <clears throat> alleged for people, not slides, you know, we, so, if you're not that kind of person, you're not that kind of uh, organization, and you, that's not your intent, then there's no room for you in this community. You know what I mean? Because this is a community where we want to build up everybody. <clears throat> vets got to help vets. Yes. You know, and, and we got each other. We we fought on the you know, you know the battlegrounds when it's time to go to war. I seen it firsthand when I uh, deployed in 2003 watched all of the branches come together and work as one and let me tell you i get goosebumps talking about it but it's a beautiful thing and that and in and like and there's no reason why we can't be a, as big or even more of a powerful force when we get out you know and okay. just because you guys maybe there's two organizations doing the exact same thing the thing is is y'all have the same mission help each other you know what i mean because maybe your community's out of the reach for that person, but don't go tearing down the other communities. You know what I mean? It's just, that's one of my biggest words out there for uh, the veterans out there. Because there are those ones out there that are trying to tear us down or trying to tear that down. And they give, we also don't need any more, more of a reputation with civilians and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, um, we don't need help with that in the, in a bad manner. We already get that kind of bad rep just swearing it. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you're 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 able to write these kinds of things. And like you said, I'm, I'm a huge believer, and it, it is important to talk about this stuff. I'm not one that's going to say shove it down, don't talk about it. Because I've seen what it's done for me as a person and being able to talk about stuff. I talk about myself through a lot of this podcast. The way I started is kind of my own storyline. Man, I tell you what, I tell some stories that I'm not exactly proud of. And I'm sure when people hear like, oh, you know, but I want to be real. I don't want to be, you know, I, this is me. You know what I mean? Hate me, love me, whatever it may be, but this is me, you know? And, uh, I think that it's important to be as transparent and translucent and just let people know this is me, man. And it's okay. I, am I proud of those things? No. Am I sitting there um, gloating about it? No, I'm trying to tell you guys because I think it's important for you not to go down that same path. You know, like here's a warning sign for you that I didn't have. I didn't have a warning sign, (laughs) you know, I didn't, wasn't given warning signs. So, you know, sometimes I know even like my daughter who's in college or she's in her second year of college. 
she goes to UC San Diego, you know, trying to give her tools in her toolbox. You know, she's just like, oh, you know, but then she'll come back to my, uh, yeah, yeah, honey, see, I'm trying to tell you things because I don't want you to have to go through what I had to go through. I want you to at least be aware of your surroundings Something I'd never got. I didn't get those warning signs. I didn't get that awareness. It was more like, hey, go outside and figure it out. You know, go ride your bike, go play, go do your thing, you know. But now it's like, hey, I want to, my thing is now is trying to educate others, you know, trying to, with my story, you know, and do I have the best story in the world? No. But, hey, you know what? People can learn from everybody's story because I think everybody out there has a story. I don't care. You know, if you grew up in the best home and had millions of dollars, you got some damn good stories, I'm sure. I don't care if you're the brokest person in the world. You have yeah. some great stories, too. You know what I mean? Everybody around here. That's why I love having people on my show and a chance for them to talk about themselves and, and talk about their life. And because, uh, like I said, everybody has a story and, and we all can learn from one another. And it'd be foolish for us not to. You know, and that's one thing that kind of burns me about the present now is how many things have happened in our past that we're still repeating today and we're not getting any better anything you know nothing better is coming out of it so i mean from what i heard you keep doing something and it doesn't change that's considered crazy yeah right (laughs) so i don't know I get going on these tangents. You get these movies talking. <laughs> we can just never shut up. It's about Betsy Ross. Come on. <laughs> no. No, I agree. I agree. Fight is – fight doesn't – I try to stay away from politics for sure. Yes. Anything yeah. I post because, I mean, I'm here for veterans uniting. Last thing I want is for us to find a reason to not agree that, you know, we served. We, we did our best. We can still have each other's back even now. Uh, some of us were great leaders while in, we can still be good leaders when we're out. We don't have to, um, just be like, well, the, I'm not wearing the uniform. So why does it matter? I don't have to look out for anyone anymore. No one's my problem anymore. And I think that's the wrong answer. I think that if you were a good leader, then you can be a good leader. Now you can check on people. Even now you were, I mean, I'm, I'm beyond stoked that I have come across so many more organizations now than when I had gotten out in 2012, that i mean granted i would very much only knew the va and then of course yeah. i think it was the wounded warrior project i think it was like the only main groups Same. i was ever heard of so yeah. and of course i mean i'm not dis- i'm not truly disabled i didn't really deploy i mean i was a nobody and then of course when i called the va to get a counseling uh an appointment they said well you weren't medically discharged so therefore you can't speak to anyone unless you're going to commit your su- commit suicide right now now at that time it was more of like well i just needed to talk to somebody but that's i've never heard this before i know they they were wrong but now but at the time it was just like even i even then the va said no i'm not talking to you so it was between that going through a divorce who my husband just left me and in a different state. So I didn't even know where he was. I had no friends, my family were whatever. So it was like, I literally had nobody, civilians, family, veterans, everyone disowned me. The VA basically told me to go F myself. So it was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to just die 
Like, am I, because I thought of committing suicide more than once, mm. numerous times, but I kept waking up. Things kept happening to mess up my plans. So something's, something's telling me I really need to do something. Like, I'm supposed to be here. I just don't know what for. And then it was like a few years later, all of a sudden fight came in. But it was just like, I had to somehow just survive. I mean, I survived eating peanut butter out of my truck. I survived just basically sucking on fumes and crumbs, trying to figure out what is going on with my life. Why is everyone disowning me? What is wrong with me? It's me. I know it's me. It's got to be me. So it, it's a very, it can be a very lonely time when you're, 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 you're picking apart your own flaws and other people's flaws. So I wanted to communicate with veterans. I don't feel like I have a cool story either, but I know there's other people who feel very alone, even in a crowded room, even surrounded by their family. There's just something missing there. And so I felt like I had a decent feel of, that I knew how to describe emotions. I mean, I, I wrote poetry, so I was like, let's write a book. And then I started creating these character scenarios. And then from based on some of the testimonies I've had, I've described emotions very well. So I was like, okay, this is it. This is my purpose. This is great. And then I started getting testimonies where I was saving marriages and people were thinking of committing suicide. And they're like, your book saved my life today. And I was like, oh, so this is why I went through all the hell I did because I was there and I can describe those emotions for the people who cannot find the words. So it's, it's been a very long journey. But at this point, I know fight has a purpose. I just got to get help to get the word out to the people who need to hear it. And that's what these uh, podcasts are all about. And I got some other friends for you that I'm sure are going to be more than happy to have you on their show if they probably haven't already contacted you already. Uh, but we're definitely here to do that. And we want to get your word out because it's important. I mean, and anybody out there that's trying to help our brothers, our sisters out, I want to help them out, get that out too. And, and, and I think it's important, you know, and that's what we got to do. We got to help each other because to expect the VA to help every single one of us, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's probably unrealistic. And, and, and if you look at how they are, undermanned in some areas in the VA and uh, underappreciated and all the things that go down with uh, what they're going through. And they got to, and let's face it. um, (laughs) Some of us veterans are some real assholes and I'm sure we're some real peaches to deal with on the phone. And especially (laughs) after we've been put through the ringer a couple of times. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Like that's why I think my wife handles my phone uh, calls (laughs) and everything because I about light everybody's ass up because it's just, you know, I feel like either the process isn't right. They're making, you know, and I'm always just in that fight mode, so to speak. So, you know, and, and, and that's one thing is always, I think a veteran, you start to get exhausted yeah. Is that you're constantly in a treadmill of fight. And even, you know, in even in your daily life, it's still kind of a fight. You, you, something you said that kind of rang true to me is is how our mindset is. And, and, and it's hard because we can feel super alone, right? Yes. Even in our own homes with our families. Yes. Why? Because they don't think like us and we feel like, oh, I'm all alone because no one else thinks like me. 
Yes. And then all of a sudden, when you get out of your box, though, and you kind of say, get out of your garage, get out of your backyard, get out of your, you know, wherever your 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 room, your your man cave, whatever you're stuck in, once you kind of get out and you and you start connecting back with the people that you once put your life's hands in you know what i mean like you're mm-hmm. and now once you get back and connect back with them i mean because for me man i'm blessed to have found um you know the guys that i have found the contagion effect um the, uh, shadow mark podcast two drunk dudes in a gun room jason steiner 22 yes. second guy everybody tom all yep. these guys and now i'm you know you're, we've brought you into our our group too but it's it's i i never used to be on my phone texting and, and chatting it up and i mean i you probably see me on there like gosh damn this dude don't shut up <laughs> but you know for me it's 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 a reconnecting i haven't even met a lot of these guys face you know face to face you know but instant connection instant like feeling comfortable instant feeling part of the family you know what i mean and and you know once you see us all texting and 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 chatting it up you see how we are we just you know it's all love we we even tell each other we love each other in there and 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 building up and we we bust each other's chops you know it's but it's great to find you know be back in that again you know because i had friends i grew up with and man I, we just had a big falling out in life you know as i got out of the marine corps try to transition back and and kind of find my place in the civilian world and where do i fit in here it was rough and it and it, I f- fell out with a lot of people i grew up with you know and uh now my biggest my biggest friends are people that they don't even live in the same town or even in the same state as me, you know? Yep. But uh it's been a blessing to reconnect, so to speak, cuz I think a lot of us do disconnect ourselves when we first get out. And maybe that's just because you're bogged down with trying to figure shit out, you know? Where do I get a job? Where do I, you know, a stable job? Oh shit, now I got a family. Oh, how do I provide for my family? You know, so I think a lot of us, when we get out, man, it's just a hit the floor running and we got to figure it out. And, and we were almost like fish out of water. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, this job is not the same or, you know, and then we go in and start working with civilians. And the way everybody's talking, you're like, and then you say stuff or whatever. And you're just like, oh, no, you're offending people. And you're just like, they don't get my military humor. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then you find yourself shutting up. And keeping yeah. yourself, you go eat lunch over here by yourself, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I don't really want to be friends with anybody here. Yes. You know, and then we find ourselves in the civilian world just kind of being loners at, at, at our jobs sometimes. Yep. I agree. Well, I'll be very curious of what you think of fight one then, because kind of what you described with coming home, a lot of people just, there's a certain scene where one of the characters comes home and that seems to be the most popular scene people bring up that they can relate to the most. And it's trying to rekindle some of those friendships they had before the military. And I know, I know that was rough for, I know for me, but for a lot of people uh, that I still even contact now, it's, 
you know, you, you try to go back to what you felt was normal then because you want to feel normal. Well, yeah, I say normal. Right. Most people just want to feel normal again. Yeah. Like you said, you're you're so overwhelmed with what you have to do, find the job, you know, figure out all the, the have to's to survive. But at the same time, it's like, but I want to feel normal in all of it. I want to feel just like I'm a human again, that I'm, you know, that I'm okay. But yeah, it's hard to find that normalcy that I'm okay when people constantly are saying, okay, you're weird or you're different or you're, you've changed and there's no commonality no more. And I, I feel like I get along more with people. I don't know. Like you just said, it's people I've never met before. They're just veterans or they've read my books and I feel like I connect more with them than I do people I go to work with or cause I'm the only veteran at work. So it's like, if I make any type of off the wall remark, I, I know I'm the weird one. <laughs> so it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. <laughs> Take that back. Yeah. I forgot about the audience. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dang. So I know it's, it, it is, it is, it is really hard, especially when you're, new newly out of it and and especially i i can't imagine for the 20 year people the 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 ones that did the the, the careers out of it and then they get out and uh man and you they were at the top of whatever they were and now they're getting in the civilian world and they're like you don't got no fucking experience in this you're a peasant here you know what i mean and, and then there they are again they're feeling like oh my gosh their leadership their Everything that they worked so hard for for up to twenty years just gets like, blah. nah, yeah. bro. Now you're a civilian. Yeah. <laughs> you know now you're now you're just Paul here. You know no more. You know you're, you're no more last names here. That's true. Oh yes, I couldn't imagine. No, I couldn't imagine. But... I, four years, you know, doing four years and then trying to get out because my gosh, the way you get wired in 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 the you know in the military, it is. I, I still, I mean, I've been out, sheesh, 2004, so almost 20 years. And I still have a lot of Marineisms that I just can't get. You know what I mean? And I was just rewired or whatever it may be, you know. I do, I have caught myself, especially raising my kids, like, you know, everything's not life or death just because, you know, I always was thinking like, they don't listen. If you don't listen, we could die. You know, like, yes. <laughs> relax, relax. They're not going to die here in the house, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. And, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about your book, but let's talk about you being a mom and then the whole Longhorn Ranch and snake farm. Yes. Oh, I, yes. I want to even know more about that myself. <laughs> well it actually had started with when my husband got out of the army um he he served eight years as infantry okay nice but because i had gotten out i was out had a daughter but then he was getting out and i've always wanted cows but we just never were in a situation where we could well i finally had gotten a house and he so he can come home too and he was like, okay, let's start having cows. And we started doing that. And I started realizing, because I had just started my lab tech career at the time. I was like, okay, I've started my career. You can stay home with the kids. And I started picking up real fast that it actually became more like animal therapy for him. He's never had to get a job because we've always had to work from home. 
Plus he watches the kids and daycare is stupid expensive. So it oh, works yeah. out. But my husband has PTSD and he cannot work. And he's got other issues as well, but he's he's just not able to work. So it kind of really worked out. It's like, honey, you can just deal with the cows. And I started realizing like he was not afraid of them. Like he'll go up to any bull, any situation. He is not afraid of them. And he just loves on them. Like I've seen just animal therapy is a thing. Equine, they call it, what is it? Equine therapy? I, I, I cannot remember now, but it's, Deuce, it's definitely uh, worth Deuce Outfitters Ministries, they're doing something like that. So it's really cool. Yes. And he's, he's, he's kind of been the face of all the businesses that he's, because he's sort of the entrepreneur. I mean, we're kind of both. I, I have a bachelor's in business as well, so I do all the books and stuff. But he's the face of everything uh, as far as who to contact, as far as information and such. But I've learned up uh, about different breeds and such, so it's been really cool. And plus, he's very he picked up really fast on genetics and I'm like, honey, why don't you just go to back to school and you would be amazing if you got a degree in all this, but he will not. <laughs> he yeah. tried and he will not. <laughs> He's yeah, like, I feel, no, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah. I went and got mine, but man, I, I couldn't do it today. Wouldn't go back. <laughs> no, he's like, no, I'll just learn as I go. And he's picked up on a lot of things very fast. And then here, not too long ago, he's always wanted to be a herpetologist, even when he was a kid. So he started looking into like ball python industry and we're now into ball pythons. Uh, that's why I call it the snake farm, just to differentiate him. But um, but he can tell you anything and just about sure. Is it just pythons. ball pythons? No. Just ball pythons. Now he's wanting, I don't the remember what And all that, the other things, yeah. There's blood python. There's the Burmese. There's, there's um yeah, there's several different uh, kinds. There are. I know the ball python. So, it, how big? What's your biggest one? You guys got in there? You guys got some big ones? We do, but that that that's a his question. I don't really know. I don't keep <laughs> up with all of that yet. I don't know yet. I'm still learning all are the you, different. Do you forms. like snakes? Or are you not I much? Have of... one. I have one of my own. Any okay. animal, I get one of my own because that's me. Yeah. No, yeah. I've. I'm. Have you seen the picture with me and Prince, my snake? A lot no, of people are losing I don't their think I have. I'll have to go check it but out. Yes. Yes. No, I have, I have a snake. He's, he, yeah, he's mine, mine alone. But he, uh, but Jesse, he, my husband, he can tell you any more for about anything. But again, he loves animals and just seeing it him. Sounds like a way of therapy them, for him. I mean, it has, honestly. and it's, I think it's really helped him. And um, I mean, he's, I still, have to help him fight the VA and whatnot too, because they've denied him for a hearing aid and we've had bounce back and doctors and all this other stuff. And so I've seen on just as the, the spouse side, even though I have served too, it's like, there's so many issues with so many things with the VA that I can't, I can't better not get on soapbox with that, but animal therapy. No, my, my wife is a, a big advocate of it too. And she, Man, my mom, my wife gets pretty actually emotional when she starts talking about how how rough it is because she's she's been a huge advocate for me. I'm I'm the kind of person that I don't like rejection. <laughs> I hate rejection, right? So as soon as they start getting me shit on the phone, I lose my shit, and then I'm I hang up or something, or I just or my, I I blow the situation up. You know, so my wife she's intervened in that world because she sees what cycle I get spent into when I get in that situation with them. 
So exactly. man, I, I think the, the, a lot of wives and, you know, that are going through it and, um, have really fought the fight. Like my wife has just, a, I think her outcome and the way she thinks about it all is changed so much. She's had, she had no inclination of being a veteran, no inclination of being in the military. But now that says she has to deal with this and she has to advocate, you know, for me. And um, who knows, you know, with my ailments and stuff, how much of an advocate she'll have to be for me. So, um, but my gosh, I think, you know, just having her talk about it sometimes, it's it's an eye opener for a lot of people who don't have to deal with it or don't have, an, you know, no clue of what's going on. Exactly. Because it gets frustrating. And and it's good that you that he has you in his corner. Um, and you, you sound like a fighter. And that's that's huge. It is so huge to have some a, a partner in your corner that's there to help you and not, you know, my wife gets it sometimes. You know, she I mean they don't I'm sure she I test her tolerance levels, but she gets it, you know, and she understands like, okay, he's having a moment. Honey, you know, go over there, calm yourself, you know. All right. Yes. You know, sometimes it's like you feel like a damn kid, like, mm. <laughs> you know, like, but it's good to have someone there to kind of set you in your shit, you know, and set you straight, man. Like, hey, you're acting like a fool. Lock it up. Okay. You're right. All right. You're right. I'm losing my shit a little bit. And then, you know, you come to reasons. But it's good that you have that. And I mean, sounds like, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's so important to have that partnership, people that are going to help each other out. You know, you never know how bad his ailments will get in life, you know? And so he wants to, you want to be with someone in your life that you can trust fully. We don't know what, where our incompat, you know, where we may come or we can't talk or something, or we're, you know, we, something happens to us you know, due to all the things we've all been through, we may need that person as our voice, as our reason. So, man, you know, it took me a couple marriages to get it right. Um, but, you know, I finally found the one that loves me and accepts me for me, takes on all my bad shit. And same with, I got to do the same thing with her. Just because she's not a combat veteran or something doesn't mean she hasn't lived a life or hasn't gone through some shit, you know. But. Yes, strongly agree. Especially because my husband, he he needs to see a counselor. But there was time he'd stop going because every six months or whatever it is that they schedule him, because it kept getting so far out. It was a new doctor, and he got tired of just having to read. He's like, I have to talk about it again. Like, don't yep. you have notes? And the doctors are always like, Well, just tell me your way. And it's like. <sighs> Read the notes, okay? If they wrote notes right like, come on. Why do you have to start over every time? I feel them. I feel them. Because same thing. Been there. It's, you know, it, 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 that, that's the most fun. I hate that part. Bro, yeah. you guys keep wanting me to relive and talk. And, I mean, I, I walked out of an appointment and um, hit someone with my car. Because I was in a fucking fog because they keep making me, pushing me and, and making me and putting me in a corner and making me talk about stuff over and over. And I'm like, gosh, damn, how many times, and how many different people, you know, you guys, this is getting to be outrageous. And then I get it. That's when we all start tapping out and say, fuck it. I'm done. Yes. 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. But that's where podcasting came in for me. I'm talking to other people on stuff, and it's actually the most therapeutic thing I could ever do. I don't got to go to a PhD person. Right. You know, for that. This is this right here, even talking to you. Every guest I have, it is like a counseling session for me. It's a healing something for me. I'm talking, I'm saying, you know, it's great. These type of things. So like for your husband, maybe he doesn't feel comfortable with the VA and stuff, but hey, start watching some of these podcast shows. Start start looking and seeing what some of us talk about, brother. And maybe you'll uh you get there and come on and talk to us on our shows, man. You know what I mean? He may not. <laughs> he may not. <laughs> Pushing that way. <laughs> yeah, he'd, be like, he'd be like, that's her thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you know, it's uh it's it, watching some of even some of these podcasts, even I've watched them, you know, and you start hearing some of these guys and they're just like they start talking about them real the real deal stuff, and you're like, Man, bro, I've been going through that too. Shit. You know, and you, and you almost kind of feel like happy for a second, like <laughs> yes. <laughs> you motherfucker. Yes. You too? All right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, so what are you guys doing with the ranch and stuff? Is it just uh, for you guys? Do you guys sell off the snakes or do you guys keep them? Is it? Yes. How does that work? All the above. All for the snakes, above. Keep some breeding. of them. It's like, yeah. yes. Breeding the selling uh, cows. Ooh, I like the color of that them. one. That one's in the go box. That one stays box. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and he's got his goals for which morph combinations he's going for, and he's keeping an eye on the market and stuff. So he's 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 got all his goals and plans. I'm just kind of just the bookkeeper, and okay, okay, that's enough snakes. We got enough snakes. Let's start selling. <laughs> we need cash inflow. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, like we're so just uh, starting to get inventory here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, he, he was just as bad with the cows too, but. <laughs> He's like, he's like, but we don't have this one. <laughs> we need this one. I was like, no, we have enough. So yes, <laughs> we're always discussing things like that, but he's, but it's, it's just been so great that, I mean, he supports me and my writing and everything that I do, but I do try to help him too, that, you know, we, we need to support each other and, I think that's kind of where, you know, vets have to help vets out. Like let people live their best life, man, and let them yes. enjoy it. It may not be, it may not look great to you, but if it's their best life, fuck, let them be, man. Let them have their ways, man. Let them have, let them do it. You know, if it's not hurting anybody else or, or anything like that, not, you know, not, you guys are still getting food on the table and shit and, you know, all that. Yes. You know, the good thing is, is, is he's, uh, he's finding something for himself that brings happiness. He, he found his happiness and like yes. everybody's happiness doesn't look the same. I, I said it a thousand times. We all, you know, and no one else is in charge of our happiness except for us, you know? So whatever someone finds that happiness, Hey, let them have their fun, man. They love playing video games as long as it's not like you know they're taking away from everything. They'll go play a little bit of some video games with their buddies. 
They're exactly. not at the bar going out there drinking and killing someone on the road or something. They're out there just killing fools on the game, you know, or whatever it is. You know, I'm just saying we got to, that's one thing is, you know, let people be happy. You know, when it, when they find that happy niche, let them have it, let them have that yes. happy, man. you know, cause goodness, everything around this world, it could be so negative, you know, so let's, yeah. uh, let's be happy and, and, embrace the happy parts <laughs> and live yes. those live those moments while they happen ride that wave you know Especially when it veterans, comes. we need those positive outlets i mean stereotypically we're we're driven to like drugs alcohol yep. sex whatever bad the bad stuff but you know if if animals are your thing you're not hurting them you're you know they're just helping you get through the next day i think that that works he when he brought up snakes i was like we got cows so we're kind of selling some of the cows so we can get into a snake industry. It's like, okay, we're both entrepreneurs here, so let's do it. And so I knew it was, I mean, he's not like going out drinking. Like you said, he's not just, you know, abandoning the family or anything. So I know he's safe here. He's okay here. He's focusing on that. And because um, there's times that he still has his days where he'll admit where he thought about shooting himself. And it's like, okay. Well, I know where all the weapons are, so how about we go outside? And he loves just sitting with the cows, just watching his cows, and now he can play with snakes. So it's like, pick a room, and we're going to stay right here. And animals have become his thing. And so it's, if you can find that positive outlet for someone, don't take it away from them. Don't, you know, sometimes that really is. on their parade. Exactly. And same as reaching out for someone. If you're that one person that someone can come to, don't take that away from them. As far as like, okay, I mean, I, everyone has their days where you need your breaks from social media too. But if you're willing to be there for, just be an ear for someone, definitely be be that for them. A complete stranger. Sometimes I just want to just talk about the weather, but they just needed someone to talk to who is a veteran or someone they know has seen or done something that they can relate with. And I think that connection is what we need, especially in today's world, as you had already said, that we're just being so divided across the, the world and, you know, fight. I had more followers of fight and readers of fight in India and the UK than I did in America. I have more Canadians reading my book than Americans. <laughs> so I, I thought that was cool too, that, you know, people in other countries support American military and they can relate with some of the the issues that they encountered my characters encountered and so it's really cool just to connect on such a what i would what some would probably consider just a, a very basic simple way like okay everyone feels depression everyone has these thoughts you know especially in the uk military <laughs> i thought that was cool they're like the jargon's different but we have pretty much the exact same similar you know how we were how we treat each other how we talk to each other and I was like, that's so cool that people around the world can can relate to the fight series as well. Now Americans are starting to pick that up, but it's it's been it's been slow progress. But just having finding that commonality though, I think it's been really just been really cool. So I know when veterans get together, I know things can happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why I'm super excited about Hero Hero Stock. Yes. I think that that is going to be a major networking thing. And I promise you there's going to be some great things that will come out of that event, you know, and like you said, cause 
it's going to be bringing some veterans together and things happen when uh you bring in some vets together and uh i love yes. it man i love the community i love it um so it, what's your plan do you now that you're you're you kind of finished your series mm-hmm. do you got plans on 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 another adventure of the books or what, what are you going to do are you going to kind of keep going down the same line of what you're going or do you plan on taking a a different uh approach on the next venture or what do you do what do you we got going well i still have to somehow complete my poetry and short stories which is just like a side project that i have had started forever but um but i have started another book i'm hoping it'll be my first official novel uh called fighting me it's kind of like a mental health thing um but it's more from a different perspective it's i kind of wanted it to be more of a i guess just different outlook on everything it's gonna be a little quirky probably a little dumb i don't know uh (laughs) satire silly but um um but i guess it's more from a just a female veterans perspective on just life in general not just veterans focus not just military focus but just silly in its own way but mental health related um so i don't know what i would do after that but i really need to finish that short book and sh- i mean short yeah short stories and poetry book but um i don't know fights kind of been so much for me for so long that i really don't want to lose it uh i feel weird not having it now <laughs> it's been my my mission for six years <laughs> yeah so it, it has it been very therapeutic that book for you i mean yes within itself is it i mean you've probably learned from yourself (laughs) yes i like i said i put i put a lot of my own personal emotions or story into it now obviously i did not experience everything with it with all the characters uh, because i did have interviews with other people and got feedback because my husband's seen war and been downrange and whatnot so I've heard stories from him and his buddies and I've heard just different things, but a lot of it is me. And I learned a lot about myself. Um, and it also helped me. It was sort of my outlet. I didn't get into gaming. I didn't really have a lot at the time when I got out, but writing, I was able, that was my outlet. Everything I was mad at the world for everything I was upset with any stereotype I saw in the veteran community, I wrote, kind of my side into the story into the characters and so it's um it was very therapeutic i think it definitely helped save my life a few times just being able to just write it out and it ended up being part of the story so uh so to hear the feedback though is really nice (laughs) to know that i was not alone that everything did happen for a reason in its own twisted way um it sucked and don't want to relive it but it's done and I am who I am because of it. And now I have the fight series and now I'm finding friends in the veteran community again, all around the world because of this series. So it has definitely been quite a journey. And it's not over. You know what I mean? Your journey is nope. probably just beginning and uh, little do you know, right? But maybe. Uh, no, no maybes. Come on. We're going forward. I see big things for Betsy Ross. The name itself, Betsy Ross, <laughs> just ha- it just has that ring to it, you know. Yeah. So, I, I 
I think you got, you know, I mean, honestly, the way you talk and everything else, I mean, you got, I promise you, you're going to go places with all this stuff. You know what I mean? And, and I think that it will work itself out as it goes. You know, you don't have to force it. I think it's going to come to you. You know what I mean? Um, and you'll see as it, as, as your series drops and as people start to read it and start to get it out there and you start getting that feedback that, 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 you know, that's going to set something off in you too. And you're going to probably go on other podcasts and you're going to be talking more and more and that might set you off too, you know, and, Maybe. and you, you never know what you got going on, but very true. That's right. Hey, so I, you know, I've been noticing a pretty cool tat, I think, on your shoulder. Yep, I got that two. Oh, you got two. That flag one. Oh, yeah. I got a tattered flag. Tattered flag. Nice. I love it. Hell yeah. That's before dishonor. Oh, shit. Nice. Yes. I I love it. I got my death before dishonor. Oh, there goes my camera doing its thing. Yes. We the people. We the people. That's perfect. <laughs> my my camera's tripping out now. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. <laughs> oh, this stupid thing. Let me go fix this thing now. Gosh darn it. Hello, here I am. <laughs> but uh yeah, awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, obviously everybody out there, you got to go check out the fight series. It's on Amazon. And right now you can get all three of them for 2743. Boom. Just, yep. you know, knock it out. And now that the fourth one's coming out, when is the fourth? You said it dropped today. I had released it, but Amazon gives that 72 hour, but time. it could be less than that, but it right, they got to go through in the legalities yeah. of it all. Okay. Yeah. So, We'll be seeing that coming out here soon then. So then we'll be able to get the whole series all in one stop. Yes. Finally. That's exciting. That it's is exciting. Really and um, and terrifying because <laughs> it's hard to get feedback as it is. But to it is, yes. have the new one, though, you're just like, oh, is this right? Is this part of the series? Is it so good? Um, but being the finale, though, I've just the from the beta readers have said it's 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 exciting. But again, terrifying. It is scary because ending yeah. the conclusion is is a big piece of the story, and some people can that you know that, that tying it all back together and making sure it kind of because sometimes you, you you watch some of these or you see a series and you just feel like they just rushed the end because it's like yeah. they were so good at building it all up, but you know yeah. when it came to the ending, they were just like. Here's it up, boom, boom. Like, oh, sheesh. <laughs> but uh, exactly. I'm sure it's terrifying as an author, especially, you know, that's your baby. Like, you, that whole series is your baby, like you said, it and is. it's been a part of your life. You know, how long did it take you to complete the whole series? Well, five and a half years, almost six years. Wow. Yeah. My gosh. And then, so when are you going to have, like, a book signing and all that stuff, you know? Or are we going <laughs> to see you at the mall or somewhere? I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? I need to do that. There's Betsy I'm, Ross. I need to. That's why I'm trying to go to all these events so I can do that. I mean, when I was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be, that would be really cool. Have your own little booth. The Betsy that, Ross booth. I know Jason had mentioned it probably next year. Maybe. Yeah. Doing that. But, of course, I'll be in 
I don't remember. I'll be in Alabama September 23rd. And someone had asked if I'd do book signings there. And I was like, hey, if you show up, I'll sign a book. And of course, I'll have copies with me. I always have copies with me just in case. But um, when I go to any event, veterans event especially. But um, but yeah, it's hard to get feedback, though. So if y'all can leave reviews, that'd be great. Even if you don't like it, because that is one thing that's unique about the fight series is it's going to hit you differently. You're going to have a different perspective. You're going to have a different feel about it. Uh, you may not be able to relate to the story or the characters very much, but it'll still make you feel something. It'll still be thought provoking in its own way. That's why I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it or even Jason or anyone else. Cause I mean, y'all are passionate about veterans too, and y'all work with veterans. So if you read the fight series, is it something you've seen? Is it something you personally uh, have dealt with as well? I mean, it's, it's such a wide spectrum with the veteran community and the more veterans I meet, the more, especially those who work in veterans organizations, is you kind of see that full spectrum where all, not all veteran is the same. That's why the VA doesn't necessarily work as sad as it sounds. Um, same thing with PTSD. PTSD yeah, is not one, one yeah. way. You know, PTSD is a broad range of different things, and it doesn't have to be you just seen combat to have PTSD. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People get in car yeah. accidents at home, and then they're scarred and have PTSD. Don't want to get in a car ever again. Yep. You know, there's things like that. Precisely. And so if you can just leave reviews, I think that would also help um, get the word out because I think people have been really scared about reading the fight series. And I, I get why, but oh, and one thing is it's not a self-help book. I get that a lot. It's not meant to help you. It's not to take place of counseling or anything like that. It's not that at all. It's more of spreading awareness a story. it's a, a story it like, yeah it's a story that is relatable to our lives yes yes there is one comment a review that someone had left that he his dad had committed suicide and he was looking for answers and it's like that was very hard to read the review because mm -hmm. of suicide is not black and white there are 10 millions of reasons why someone would do that will go yep. down that dark path and yeah. it there aren't those type answers if you're looking for answers why someone committed suicide i mean it might open doors to maybes but there's no telling what anyone was thinking at that time so it's not that type of book so uh just fyi i mean it's to help that that things like this are happening homelessness drug addictions um ptsd I mean, it's just the it's just to bring that all that to light, whether it's just coming home, seeing old friends, seeing family again, haven't seen them in years. Um, and all of a sudden you don't know what to say them to them. I mean, it's it's just those daily things that I think people just don't know how to talk about, don't know how to open that door. They don't want to talk about it. But I mean, I've had couples give each other the book fight to say this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And it saved their marriage. And I thought that was a very cool testimony that it can describe certain emotions if you are having issues finding those words, even for yourself, if you're just going through a self journey, self therapy journey, then it might help you in that way too. But it's, it's not a self-help book though. Awesome. Well, you know, Betsy, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time 
to tell your stories, talk about your book, and uh, talk about what you got going on in life. Um, this has been a great interview. I am uh, excited to check out the fight series myself. And my goal is is to run into you and have you sign my series. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? So that's the whole that's the whole premise. I'm gonna get the books. By the time I see you, I'll have read them maybe more than once. And then I can have you sign each and every one of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Be awesome. But uh, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm glad you came on. Is there anything else that you may want to say to anybody out there that may be listening? Uh, well, my website's finally up. Make sure you check that out. It also has the links to the books and whatnot. Any event that I will actually be attending, uh, www.fightwithbetsyross.com. Outstanding. And let's go check out in her books over on the Amazon side. You know, there's Kindle and there's, I, I want the real thing. I mean, I yes. don't think I could read it on a Kindle anyways. I don't know how people would do that, but I need the real book. So, Because it feels like an accomplishment. When you start putting in your bookmark, like, oh, yes, that much of a book, yes, <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, but uh, no, I'm like I said, I'm glad you came on. Um, I hope we can get you on some other uh, shows so that way we. Oop, yeah. I have to go out there. Wrong one. All right, so we can get you on some other shows so that way we can get these books out to everybody. Um, you know, each and every one of our podcast shows touches different people, so. Mm -hmm. um the more that we can get your word out there the more we can get your books out there people can start reading and 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 hell maybe they can learn something from it maybe it could save a friendship maybe it could save a marriage maybe it could save their life so exactly thank you so much betsy for all that you do for us and uh like i said thank you for your service appreciate you and uh i'll be back there with you in a second all right thank you once again all right, friends and fam. Well, that wraps up another great interview. Go check out Betsy Ross. She has amazing stuff out there. Go check her book, Fight Series, all four of them. Go get them. Get your copies. And uh, one day you can maybe get her to sign them for you. I know that's my goal. Um, but she's an amazing human being, and uh, she's uh, she cares about the veteran community, and she's dedicating and putting her time into it. And... Uh, once again, thank you. Thank her so much for being a guest. And uh, I hope all of you are having an amazing day. Make sure it's not kicking your ass and make sure you're out there kicking its ass. Until next time, though. Urgh.